up and strap in. You've clicked that pile of audio gold known as the Half-Assed Podcast. And now, it's starting. So here's a person to say some things. I'm kind of like an audio horse, so I have like seven headsets. And they nice. all like sound different. <laughs> like oh, you get completely. To all of them. One's like bass, the other one has like treble really high you know they're yeah, all like, that's this one's kind of screeching it's very very screechy <clears throat> i just posted a thing on uh twitter this is when i wish i had some kind of fucking engagement because <laughs> i i told you i had to go upstairs and get my copy of bob seeger just in case i had time to smoke a joint yeah which got me thinking what what are some of the all-time great smoke a joint two songs because I got to put night mm. moves. Bob Seger's night moves got to be right up at the top. For me, it's a, a rap song, Dev and the Dude. One of my other oh, all-time. Dookie Ashtray. That's what it's called. Okay. <clears throat> check that out. The beat is amazing on it, too. Yeah, I don't know that and, one. And the lyrics are great. I had um, Johnny's Odyssey, that uh, final song off um, Mac DeMarco's Salad Days album. Yep, that I was going to say. That that's one of my favorites because some dudes actually got on YouTube. He's got an extra long super cut that he edited together, and and the comment below it is, "This is exactly enough time to smoke a joint." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, what? you know, the other one's just a little short for that." Or who has that one famous smoking song, uh, two joints or whatever? Oh, Sublime has. Yeah, is that joints. Sublime? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, uh, the Toys did that originally in the early '80s. Okay. Yeah, was it uh, the toys? Triple M, 105.5 Madison used to do a 420. They would play that every Friday. Another one by Mac DeMarco I like is the Freaking Out the Neighborhood. Ah, yeah. It's off his other album, not the one that I gave you, but it's so good. The guitar in that is amazing. Yeah, he does a lot with that kind of echoey effect, and uh, eh, it didn't... I uh, wasn't huge on it at first, <clears throat> but it really grew on me. All right. We'll get into the real stuff here. Yeah, that whole uh, Brian Flores thing. Oh, my I'm God. Like, I'm like, you really think that doesn't happen all the time? <laughs> right. Like, but I'm I like, said the, the thing I'm seizing on is the Bill Belichick text. Cause oh, I, yeah. Because I fucking I saw somebody on Twitter say, you know, he has them both saved in his phone as Brian football. Oh, probably. Yeah. It's like just like you do with that one guy who's in your dynasty league. You're like, but, oh yeah, this is Dave football. Like I get that we don't have a lot of black coaches, but him texting him before he went and got the like interviewed, how that has yeah. nothing to do with race. I don't get that. Well, it's that they have the Rooney rule that they have to interview a minority candidate for the coaching position. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yep. So yep, basically, yep. they're saying, well, yeah, we're interviewing yeah, but this fucking guy, but he's not getting. They said the they interviewed thirty people, like per. It's like really, there's no other black guy in there. Like there right, has I, to be one. I like, would I, assume. I'd I be doubt that. To find that out. I doubt. Well, I. That's the thing. Is like, is he the only one? That would make a big difference. I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me. And no. then the fact, I mean, that he's talking about the the Dolphins' ownership trying to get him a, to tank for a hundred grand a loss, like yeah. But then you know what? That uh, their guard came out and said Brian offered him ten k not to block for Tua. 
Oh, shit. I didn't yeah. hear that. That just came out yesterday. So it's like, <sighs> okay. So now it's just going to be fucking flinging poo around. Like, yeah. Who's going to get sprayed with poop? Just muddy the waters. And it's, I don't know. It's a weird situation, but like. Well, Hugh Jackson is, is saying the same thing. He's saying they uh, incentivized. Dude, that coach, that coach they, came out with a paragraph yesterday, like went and did an interview and destroyed Hugh. Oh, yeah. He came in and was like, yeah, we weren't going to do good. We agreed. He's like, I messed up. He's like, you know what? One thing Hugh doesn't do is take ownership of his actions. He's like, he's just a bad coach. He's like, we knew that we weren't going to do good. I just didn't think he would do that bad. Yeah. And, and really, I mean, that's honestly fair enough because he was not a very good coach. Dude, they, they had the hard knocks that year, I think. Right. And that's was, what, that's what and I, I heard, watched uh, it. Dude, and say I was like, he was just garbage. He was terrible. I was like, this guy's not a coach. <laughs> I think the majority of it, he was sitting at his desk, not around the players. It, It's like, okay, you're not doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this thing's going to be, it's going to be amazing when all this comes out. It's, you know, you know, Belichick had to go update his contacts in his phone. Like, oh, Black Brian, we need, yeah. to, need to put that yeah. in there. He's 70. He's like, Brian, good enough. I'm sending it. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Brian. Congratulations on the job. Haven't interviewed yet, Bill. Oh, shit. And then there was like a conspiracy theory that like Belichick really likes Flores. So he sent that to him like accidentally, you know, oh, to be like, it's all a fix. Yeah. But there's that old quote from that one coach from like the 90s. He's like, really, there's only about eight teams in the league that are trying to win every game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's some of those teams that wouldn't surprise me a whole hell of a lot. There's always the fan base is always, you know, when they're low, they're like, just fuck it. Tank. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the like, fans every year. It's like, OK, the owners probably think that thinking the same damn thing. <laughs> well, yeah, because everybody's realized now that it's get your quarterback. That's the key. That's all that matters. Ownership just wants their quarterback and however you got to do it to get them do it. Which I don't get either, because, like, what are the chances you do hit? Well, right. Like on a solid playoff caliber QB. Somebody pointed out earlier, if the Browns were tanking to get Mayfield, then that's just fucking hilarious. Here's the thing. I think Mayfield's a great quarterback. Like, why would the Browns let him play with all that? Yeah, I think that's one where he he wanted to go out there. Shoulder on the other side doesn't mess with your throwing motion. I think that's one of those where he wanted to be out there to show that he's that tough and he can play through it and then really just hurt himself and his value and the team and like take two weeks and get fucking straight. At this point, I like hope he goes somewhere else and does really good. And the Browns are just the Browns again. (laughs) After all that, it's like, come on, you guys, like he took you from like an O and 12 team to a playoff team in like Shit, one they year. They were 0-16. It's like you went to playoffs in one year. He's clearly has the arm to do something, you know? Yeah, that's what we were talking about on the podcast last week is uh, I hate to, to make it that oversimplified, but is he just too short 
like how many did TJ Watt swat right back at him and got in his face and said, Hey bro, you, you gotta throw it higher, bro. Look at Kyler Murray and Wilson and Right. Those guys are all short. But uh, the, like when Mayfield seems to have the most success when he's rolling out and he doesn't have all those guys in front of him. I don't know so much about Murray or Wilson, what, what their pockets look. It seems like Wilson's a good pocket passer. I think maybe he drops well, a couple he, steps deeper. I so, watch Wilson a lot, and he, the thing that annoys me is he even when he has a pocket, he'll just start rolling out. Listen, that's where most of Mayfield's success seems to come rolling out of the pocket. I wonder if it's just he's able to see clear, has a, a clear passing lane, and or if that's just making more out of something that's really a non-factor. But like well, I said, T.J. Watts telling, got to throw it higher, bro. The thing about Mayfield, he reminds me of, like, Brett Favre. And, like, when you take away his, like, ball speed, he really doesn't have much. <laughs> like, when you take away his throwing motion with that shoulder... And he doesn't have the ball speed. He's not going to do that well. Because he's not a touch passer. He's going to try to rifle it in there at 50 miles an hour. Like Brett Favre. And he's definitely not afraid to throw it. No. Like he just wants to rifle it. And if you take away the throwing motion. I mean I, I feel like he's going to do a lot better next year. As long as he doesn't get hurt. But <laughs> Well we're also rolling into this new era where we're we have all these vets retiring where i mean there's yeah. going to be a whole lot of openings where it's you oh, know the before QB you spot could... is wide <laughs> open a lot of places yeah i mean like in the years past some of these teams with a guy like mayfield could bring in a veteran and be like we're gonna bring this guy in behind him to push him yeah you, you can't do that now the only handful of veterans that are out there are going to be waltzing into starting gigs oh, or else about? Uh, Foles is out there somewhere <laughs> <laughs> is he is he, he might is be he still on the bears oh i think he might be a free agent you are correct. Um, i know the, the bears but the big that. ones in this class are bridgewater and uh and Jameis. They already are shopping Jimmy G. They already put it up. Oh, they made it sound like they were just going to trade him away. Was, like, so somebody's just going to I see back him the like on up. the Panthers. <laughs> exactly. That's what I said. The Panthers will back that truck up and dump the cash on him and separate his shoulder in the process, ending his season. Yeah. Maybe Vikes try to shop Cousins. Well, that's what uh, Jonah was saying on the on the pod the other day. The Fantasy Pod Fathers. He's They've a been Broncos saying fan. to shop him for a long time. And he said, don't rule out the dark horse. He said, everybody's talking Rogers to Denver. He said, but don't rule out. It could be Cousins making that move. I don't think Rogers is going to go anywhere. <laughs> the thing with that is going to be. The only what, place what I see him realistically going is Steelers. Honestly, um, I could see him in Denver. They've got the ammunition to make a deal. Um, yeah, but they don't have like. They just don't have, like, when you think of what Rodgers wants, they just don't have that. Well, they got, uh, who's it, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, and uh, Cortland Sutton. Plus, they've got uh, Fant at tight end. They've got uh, Williams at running back. Yeah, but a mediocre defense. Don't have Von Miller. They don't, they're just not a complete team. And I feel like he, that's where he wants to go. And, like, look at the Steelers. They oh, are yeah, stacked dude. at wide receiver. He the would only thing. love that. 
Yeah, and especially him and um, Mike Tomlin eye-humping each other a couple oh, months yeah. back. And you, your defense is stacked. Like, it's a complete team with a good quarterback. <clears throat> well, when I thought he was initially going to just be a free agent this year, I thought he was a lock to go to Pittsburgh. But then once I realized he's still under contract to Green Bay and the only way he gets out this year is a deal, I can't see Pittsburgh ponying up. I said Denver, they've got all those wide receivers signed. I can picture a scenario where they well, sign um, Adams and then use their wide receiver depth to trade for Rodgers. Maybe. I mean, uh, if you the other one I Adams, heard was some kind of trade with Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, where that was getting we would get today. where we would maybe get Tannehill, I guess. I think you'd have to in that deal. I mean, I don't if you know play what, Jordan Love, we're not right. good. But I mean, that's almost an admission that they're not ready to do that yet. If if you have to get Tannehill back, Tannehill's I mean, serviceable. Like you can win with him, but perfect word for him. He's just not. <laughs> he's not there, you know. Well, the thing is, the Packers. I, I can't rule it out yet because you know the way the NFL works with salary restructures but they're effed up against the cap i believe they're the oh yeah two. the cap doesn't exist though that's a rule for me the cap is non-existent somehow everyone makes it work i well, don't that's understand it there's so many screwy rules to it that all you have to do is learn how to navigate it where look at Taysom Hill's contract that makes no sense no none whatsoever it's like 140 million but they can yeah. take away like any amount. It's like, okay, it, what's going on here? It's like, it's like a fake contract. It just doesn't make sense. That's the way with everything now. It's just how you structure it. I mean, technically, if the Packers franchise Adams, I believe that franchise tag should yeah. be all guaranteed, which shouldn't count against your cap. Yep, that's what they're <clears> saying. And then what the other and then what I was reading is since we're so stacked in the secondary, we would keep Alexander but have to get rid of one of them and a Smith brother. Right. I could see Bakhtiari or just a you know, you get, find get him the fuck out of there. Right. I'm so right. sick of Bakhtiari. But that's one of those things you get you know, you cut one guy, you get three vets to restructure, and next thing you know you got some cap room. I'm pretty sure we had like one of the best outlines without him. Well, yeah, so I, don't, like, I don't remember the last time he played. It's like, dude, just cut, the, <laughs> cut trim the fat. Yeah, if you're, if you're not going to get to play him, you might as well also not pay him for it. Well, it's been two years, and he hasn't really played. The Steelers, too, they're, what, do you, what do you think? They just run with Rudolph for draft? Or? Um, everything in our history says we roll Rudolph out there and take the best available player. Um, but I don't know. I guess they've they've been doing a lot of quarterback scouting the last couple of days. So I know there's uh, Kenny Pickett, who actually played college in Pittsburgh, <clears throat> is big on everybody's radar. I read that uh, Tomlin said he really likes Haskins. Oh, okay. I haven't heard that. That's I knew they I basically... Basically said they'll they'll be given a chance to compete for the job. But what Tomlin does really good is he's like, and I think all good good coaches in the NFL like he treats them like human. He doesn't treat them like he's above them, right? Like he wants to see them do well. 
lot of a lot of coaches just they need to like relate to their team because they're adults, man. Like you can't do like college and just smack them around, you know? Right. And you can't coach like, you know, 45 years ago. Uh, dude, these guys are making a lot of money. The, your rah-rah bullshit doesn't fly. Yeah. Like, no, nobody's tuning in for that. So it's like, yeah, you basically have to be like, well, you're an adult. You know, here's how we do it. You know, follow the rules or don't, I guess. So it's, yeah. yeah, it's, and you don't even have the head coach's job isn't even X's and O's anymore. It's literally personnel management. It's yeah. I think everybody it's on the same page. Relating with your players is like probably number one, in my opinion. Cause like I said, Tomlin's kind of hands off on the X and O's type of stuff. He lets his coordinators do it. He's definitely not top five in my book in clock management. But if you are looking for a coach to get Damn. your team fucking together and, and play, I'll take Tomlin against anybody. I'm going to grab a beer and piss quick. Nice. Transition. That's what I said the other day is, you know, you don't, there's no rule that says you have to have a cold to take nighttime cough and cold medicine. <laughs> a lot of people still helps, still helps you sleep. You know? Yep. A lot of people take that shit. Oof. These beers are getting on top of me. Yeah, just got the beer tapped up today. <sighs> oh, yeah? What, what is it? This is that uh, Blackberry Milkshake IPA. IPA. It's a little more bitter than I had hoped. but Blackberry uh, Milkshake. Oh, yeah. The, the Blackberry's nice. Interesting. You get the Blackberry and a little bit of the sweetness on the front end, and then that... Uh, that bitter kind of gets you about three seconds later on the tongue. So I wish I would have scaled back the bittering hops a little bit more than I did, but I didn't want it to, you know, I didn't want to make it too light and kind of defeat the, the purpose, but uh, all in all, pretty damn good. I'll have to come over and try some of your beers. I got uh, about seven gallons of this one. Seven gallons. <laughs> yeah. I got a five gallon keg and then I have a little uh, two and a half that I put the rest in. So I've got that on tap and I have um, root beer on the other tap. Oh yeah. I forgot you always do like the soda and stuff too. Yeah. That came out pretty good. And now presenting the latest creation from third generation brewing 11 T 12 old timey root beer, a deliciously effervescent treat made from the root bark of the sassafras tree. Old time root. Beer. It's the one with the old-timey mustache on the logo. It looks like balls. No, that's not balls. 1112 Root Beer from Third Generation Brewing. Now without cocaine. Yeah, yeah. So at the oh. end of the preseason, Champ Bailey went up to the coach and said, Hey, this is a, this is a wide receiver. Like, don't be, don't be switching him to tight end. He said that's the only reason he played wide receiver in the NFL. Was that's a Champ name Bailey I haven't heard in forever, Champ Bailey. Oh, yeah, that's a great name. Yeah. <laughs> we just and it's did like, that. It's, it's actually like a CB name, too. Like, it fits. Right, right. It's like, like, it's like Darren Sharper. Champ. Like, his fits so well, too. Well, who's his brother? Boss? Your brother Boss Bailey that played linebacker? Like, oh, so good. And he said, not even nicknames. Those are legit names. Oh, yeah. Champ and boss. Like, how do you not fucking want those guys on your defense? I really like uh, Jaquiski Tart, too. <laughs> oh, I'm not familiar with that one. 
Yeah, Jaquiski Tart. He's on uh, the Niners. Hmm. Dude, he's a 230-pound safety. What wow. the? Wow. That's a small linebacker. Yeah, it's just crazy what these guys are doing now with the, the size and speed. I said 20 years ago, if you were built a certain way, you just had to play a certain spot. And they're like, no, no, no. And put him at safety. <laughs> Mark my words. Sizzling hot takes. You guys are going to have Dewey Haskins starting. I guarantee it. A full year in the system? I think think that's what's going to happen. I think he's physically superior to Rudolph. Um, I mean, just just tell you by the first round draft grade that he got where Rudolph went in the third. Um, Yeah, a full year in the system? It wouldn't shock me. Dude, he looked way better than Rudolph when they played in the preseason. He looked amazing. Did you see that? Uh, I didn't really see anything from him. I saw a couple of balls come out, but that was about it. <clears throat> yeah, he looked a lot better than he did on, uh, well, I guess it'd be Washington, or the Commanders. <laughs> the Washington football team. Now it's like, no, it's a tradition. I'm not just going to change our name. I've been calling him the Washington football team for like a year. You can't make me go back. Like they should have just stuck with that, honestly. Like you I said. really like it. it. Just it just fit at this point, and it's different. It's you know, it's the plain jerseys with just the numbers on there. It's I like, like their jersey style, like that how it was with the helmet. Yeah, the number. I like that. Honestly, I said something totally different. Nobody else is doing, and now it's like, hey, could we get one that kind of blends in with everyone else? Like, yeah, you're the football team. I remember when my dad gave you that Steelers helmet and he's like, yeah, there's only a, there's only a stick on one side. You're like, that's how it is. You're like, he's like, what? He's yeah. Like, Notice that. I, uh, I, I guess for being a Pittsburgh fan, I've just always assumed everyone knew that, but I guess it's not as common knowledge as I thought. I didn't know it probably till that day. Yeah. I said you it's not something you don't really, really think pay about attention that. to. Right. It's like, wait a minute, show me the left side of their helmet. Like, nobody's saying that during a game. I do like jersey shit, though. Like, I pay attention to, like, like I Dolphins jerseys, probably the best jerseys in the league. Like when they I do love that their color colors. rush thing. Yeah, the color rush is great. <clears throat> I can't remember. Oh, was it a couple of years ago? Somebody put out a full NFL redesign um, with Star Wars themes. Oh, yeah, I did actually see something like <sighs> that on Reddit. That was so good. Like, some of them were better than the actual teams. <clears throat> oh, yeah, for sure. Like, we were, like, you, the Pittsburgh Sith or something like that. It's like, yes, give me more of this. Trend where they get their wife to, like, they just show them the logo of the team and, they're, and they tell them to guess the name. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Did I send you the one from Twitter a couple weeks ago where it was some, it was like, I think it was a female comedian. And she doesn't really pay any attention to football. So she just went through all the starting quarterbacks looking at their picture and said what kind of person they seem like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. she she was so good on some of them. I was like, man, this is a thing you can almost only do this well if you really don't know anything about these people. It, it is. It, I see. I'm too biased. I know them. You know, I was like, and you it's know harder. Funny, I, was, I was listening to a podcast and someone popped up like showed someone Mason Rudolph 
And he's like, that guy just, I hate this guy already. <laughs> he's like, you see him at a bar and I just want to fucking punch him. Get the dick <laughs> at the frat house. Yeah. Well, like, let that's him what in, he Mason. No, not till he drinks from the toilet. I remember when that whole like Miles Garrett thing happened. I posted on Facebook. I'm like, Mason Rudolph started it. <laughs> <laughs> just with the, it was just his face. Yeah, I don't know. It, I wish he really was. I wish he would have said that in the post game press conference because when he's like, "Oh yeah," he yelled a racial slur. It's like, dude, there's 72 microphones out there. Yeah, dude, like there is yeah. no way somebody else on that field. Don't play the black card there because there's going to be audio if it happened. Well, and 80 percent of his offensive line is black. You're telling yeah. me they're going to be like, "Well, that's my quarterback. That's just fine." Like. Oh no! Some of those guys, Chuck Zakia for is gonna come over and say, "Hey, what what'd you say, son? Let's go have a talk." Like, uh, that's not gonna fly with his teammates. Like, that's yeah. that's real easily disprovable by the fact that the offensive like, line didn't yeah. just kick his ass on the I'm, spot. Oh, I'm sure his all black wide receiver core would love that. <laughs> right. <laughs> like uh, in the huddle, hey guys, what do you say we just don't block for this asshole for the next couple of plays? That would mm -hmm. actually explain his play the rest of that year. Yeah. Like we got to put I in think Hodges. That helmet to the head actually improved his gameplay. So. <laughs> the dent in his skull made him more aerodynamic. <laughs> they call him the downhill people. <laughs> the idea of the Packers like not being good is kind of exciting a little bit, like going into a rebuild or something. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> I don't even have to. I don't even watch Packer games anymore. Like I just expect them to win, and if they don't, I'm like, okay, goddamn Rogers. Something I know happened. it was on you because you're the only one worth anything. Yeah. It's like. Who am I supposed to blame Lazard here? Like, no. Yeah, blame I mean. Management for trotting Lazard out there every week. I tell people I'm a Packers <clears throat> fan, but I just really watch Red Zone every weekend. So <laughs> <laughs> It's so weird. I've gotten to the point where I barely watch football now. It's really well, just the Pittsburgh games. There's like a. A thing about just going with your gut feeling and not listening to like people. Yeah. Like I've done better in fantasy just going with like gut feeling than well, I have like just writing down shit and in in numbers and information. Like not to sound like a total fucking wanker, but really, um I, I used to do the the combine down here. I'd have the combine on twenty four seven. I had a notebook right there. I would go, you know, twenty, thirty deep into tight ends which was pointless and in the end you just have all this information that it's it didn't do you any good like i'd pick oh this guy's my sleeper like yeah not drafted so it it doesn't seem like now that i've quit doing all the excessive stuff it didn't hurt me and then once yeah. i basically quit watching um it didn't hurt me much either <laughs> i'm still producing at a, at a pretty good clip there, there is a thing about just like not listening to the media. It, it just helps. Like, like I said, just go to your gut feeling. Well, especially they, they're they're usually late to the game. Like once the the media is all talking about a certain player, you missed your window to pick his ass up because these dynasty guys were watching him two years ago. Oh yeah. Like the number number of people that are going to shit their pants in the next few years about Tony Pollard, and it's going to be like, oh yeah. Well, I just read yesterday. Dawson Knox is the up and coming tight end in football, <laughs> and you can get him late. And like, you're way late on that. In a one year, yeah, you can go get him late. In a dynasty, good fucking luck, man. He's been long gone. I 
have some great free agent like uh, wire pickups in Dynasty, and the only reason is because I sit and read about players that maybe do good. Like I got Waller and I got Tyreek Hill on the wires in that in right. Dynasty, and it, I just saw him. I saw him return two punts for TDs, and I was like, okay, this guy's got an insane amount of like skill. Yeah, and that's what I was looking at him in our league too. But that was when I was like, "Oh, <clears throat> Kansas City wide receiver! You can't take a Kansas City wide receiver that that low risk offense that they run over there in Kansas City. Nobody wants in on that." Alex Smith, and then like, "Oh, <laughs> man! Well, never mind." Like sometimes never... you—that's the thing. The information sometimes can pigeonhole you. Oh yeah. Or something like like that. Like, I'm not touching a Chiefs wide receiver. I'm too smart for that. Yeah. It seems like that happens to me too often. Yeah, you got to do it. I made that mistake a few times in a one-year league. It's like, oh, I have great players. And then it's like every week I'm panicking for a tight end. (laughs) Well, the uh, nice thing with that is you're almost always... The the odds are pretty good that your uh, opponent also has a shit tight end. And one year in the auction, I got the playoffs. I seen the dude didn't have like a starting tight end. So I went to the wires and bought all the starting tight ends and put them on my bench. You've been fob blocked. So he had an automatic zero. I was like, I feel like I asked doing this, but this is a strategy. No, that is the ultimate fob block. That's that's amazing. Well, in that league, like people overspend in free agency. It's like, dude, you could have picked that guy up for $2. Like, no one's putting $20 on that guy. Well, that's what I like, because a lot of the times these people are bidding against themselves. That's what it is. That's what it is, really. (laughs) I told Jonah, I'll put in a bid, and then, you know, like, three beers later, it's like, wow, we better put that up to 21. Yeah, I'll put 10 on that. uh, I don't think 18 is going to get it done. You know, every 20 minutes, I'm adding $3. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Jags did the right thing in hiring Doug Peterson, the guy who's like, <laughs> been there before. They just need structure, you know? <laughs> and they've got a quarterback, so they want to bring in a quarterback guy. So, I mean, yeah. it was him and Leftwich. I guess Leftwich pulled his name out. Uh, yeah. Apparently he doesn't want to work with the GM. Well, he was dumb. I read that, like, he's like, you have till Thursday to tell me if I got the job or not. And they just, like, never called him. It's like, well, you kind of sunk yourself there, bud. Yeah, but at that point, would you rather be the next in command in Tampa or take over the dumpster fire in Jacksonville? Because Tampa's coach ain't going to stick around forever. (laughs) I feel like Tampa's got more potential. They have a good defense and good wide receivers. To me, it will be interesting to see not only what approach they take, if they still think that they're – right there at making another run or um and and if they do what kind of free agency attraction that place holds without brady now because it seemed like when he was there like you just pencil somebody in they're gonna go take a pay cut and play with brady no tom brady just called him like hey you coming (laughs) yeah be there hey lenny get on down here yeah we're gonna win a super bowl and it's funny it's like before brady was there (laughs) I had Lenny on my teams, and he did not give a sh- Like, he did not even try. And then, like, you'd see him run, and it was just like, okay, he doesn't look like he really cares. And then, like, Brady goes down there, and he's just trucking people. But it's I like, think okay. that's what Jacksonville does 
to people. I think they're just so poorly run that they, <laughs> I think they take people's will to live. They really do. Like how many times have they been sued in the last few years by different players? Like, <clears throat> yeah, when, when I saw all the lawsuits, it was basically like that place is a shit show. I don't want anybody in Jacksonville cause it's going to trickle look down. How, it's like, look how up and down <clears throat> they were. Like they made it to the playoffs with Bortles and then Ramsey. And yeah. it's like the next three years they're like, Oh, and 16. It's like, what the fuck happened? Well, I think Ramsey was one of them that uh, might've been one of the ones that sued him. Yeah, I think he was, I think he like requested a trade and said, something and basically this place is shit god damn <laughs> smoking the devil's lettuce <clears throat> yeah i made green dragon once and i did not have a fun time mort just made some i, I take i took two shots and i'm like yeah i've taken <laughs> edibles before Ooh, shots that's what it is green dragon is like uh right but we're THC putting like vodka we're putting like drops. <laughs> oh no, I took shots of it. And then wow. like an hour later I'm like done. <laughs> like I yeah. can't function. Uh-huh. Yeah, my brother's like, I put two drops under my tongue. I was like, uh, I tried putting a drop in a mixed drink and spilled a bunch, but Wait. it wasn't it wasn't a half a shot. It wasn't I, that much. I've actually got a jar of the um the spent stuff from after <clears throat> After you drain it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody Mort knows did a huge batch. So I have a giant jar. And I think that's what I'm going to put in um, the mead. I'm ready to make it now, except for that. I was like, shit, now I don't have five gallons worth of uh, uh, wine bottles. But I think I'm just going to wind up putting them in beer bottles. Yeah, I I mean. I don't think that should make a difference. Why not? I mean, it's a difference. And if it's at all potent, 12 ounces is going to be plenty. Perfect amount. Right. Like if I open a bottle and I'm sitting here with that, it's going to be like, oh, I've put it in the fridge. And it's like, yeah, maybe I'll do mostly 12 ounce bottles. I mean, that probably <laughs> comes out to like 12% or something around there. I would think so. I mean, it's a wine, so it's yeah. got to be right in that range. I'm actually not a huge fan of mead <laughs> yeah, never had any of that yep mead's so. just honey wine basically we're just yeah. using <clears throat> that sugar, people so. do the dandelions i've been wanting to do that for years too but uh i don't want to go pick all that shit so <laughs> yeah and the, what i read is you actually have to like pick the yellow parts just the yeah. yellow parts so you need like a thousand of them right right because you need x amount of pounds so i actually was putting together a whole event uh, for the spring where I was going to have two teams and I was going to make a series of things they had to do. And they were supposed to go out and collect bagfuls of dandelions while they were completing this shit. So I was like, that's the only way you can <laughs> see how many bags you can bring back. You have to stop at three bars and uh, yeah, I never got it off the ground, but now there's no way. On Jaws Green Earth, I am picking a thousand dandelions by hand. Oh, no. <clears throat> oh, that'd be so... That That's just too much work. Yeah. I actually have a... I've got a bunch of recipes, and I'd, like, put it them all cool together. would be cool to do that, though. Yeah, I want to see how it comes out. I mean, I've 
I've had some apparently. I've seen um, people on Reddit do it, and the one dude's like, "Yeah, like he like tallied up the time. He's like, I think it was like over a hundred hours, like just to him pulling the leaves, <laughs> right, or whatever." He's like, "Yeah, it sucks, but it's cool." Right, and then at that stage, it's like, well, you know, people were making this probably because they had a million of them and they had free time, and it was like not letting a resource go and to waste. Where it's they like they need uh, alcohol back then, <laughs> right? And it's like I got a field full of dandelions. What else can you do with them? Let's but I mean, I guess, this shit. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool though. I, I'd be curious to see what it tastes like. I had some that was really, really old, and it was surprisingly good. Um, oh, it was in a, it was in a nasty looking jar. It had been sitting in a root cellar for decades, but it was like, well, I guess, I guess if you're going to, right. It's like, if you're going to drink dandelion wine, this is like top shelf. This is how you want it. Oh yeah. Like moonshine better come from a hillbilly or be in a Mason jar or one of those brown jugs. I see people like, oh, this is moonshine. I'm like, that's not, that's store bought moonshine. Real moonshine (laughs) tastes like fucking copper garbage yeah he's like awful the devil's taint yeah it's literally the worst thing you'll ever taste in your Just life dry your mouth out all the way down burn all the way down your throat like <clears> throat> then you wake up in someone's kitchen that you don't even know <laughs> i uh i was a dude from west virginia some hillbilly came out here and one of his buddies made it and so it was one of those standing behind a shed with a mason jars like it doesn't it doesn't get more authentic than this this is this is the story you want for how you drank moonshine so i was like well i gotta <laughs> drink it and uh oh yeah I one one pull out of that bottle I'm like okay i did that now we can cross that off the list yeah i i remember it like I like had that like old smokies, which is not real moonshine, you know. Right, but it's good. It's, it's good, yeah. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I'll try that. And you, you're like, what the fuck is that? Oh yeah. my god! It's like when they say moonshine, they just mean it's clear liquor that wasn't put in a barrel and given any color or age. Yep. Like when they say moonshine, they mean some toothless hillbilly with a scraggly beard, slowly and painstakingly distilling it. From a hidden he has like location. an old septic tank, like built into a cliff, <laughs> with a fire under it. Yep, gotta get the raccoons out of the mash. 